I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. One is Mark and John's a co-host. They're alive. They are not ghosts. It's Five Cold Screams. It's Five Cold Screams. It's a nightmare, not a dream. Five Cold Screams. It's Five Cold Screams. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Two Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who's joining us. Well, he's a comic writer, TikToker. Heard of it? He's also the friend behind the, behind the viral sensation Gay Fat Friend. It's Todd Masterson. Yay! Yay hi! <laughs> Hello. Welcome. How's Thanks it going, for Todd? Me. Thanks I'm for good. being here. This I'm is our last entry in our five cold screams it's our month of horror movies so this is the last one before halloween thank you so much for uh <laughs> letting me close out your month does halloween <laughs> have any like special significance for you i mean it's hard this year i mean i'm gay aren't i true. <laughs> <laughs> halloween is gay christmas um yeah it's october's my favorite month of the year and uh not to bring it down off off the top of the no no no, no. but uh I need this election to happen so bad that I've been wishing away October, which it makes me sad because I want it to be October 12 months a year, you know? It's hard to enjoy it yeah. this month when like, what is it, November's yeah. 4th is the election no. day? Same. Yeah, the 3rd is the when it is election oh, day, I believe. Yeah, November just, 3rd. Jesus Christ. We should also say that this is coming out on, we're recording this the night of the first debate and this is not coming out though until uh, October 28th. So a whole <laughs> month of stuff has happened that we don't know about yet. Right. We, I mean, we could just guess, be like, wow, I'm really glad those aliens landed on our team. Honestly, really I welcome us. them. I remember yeah. that girl, uh, Feruza, I think it's Feruza Balk in Independence Day when she runs to the top of the U.S. Bank building and says, that like, is not welcome. Balk, but <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? She's got yeah. a Feruza Balk energy. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, ha- you know, having seen that movie a million times, uh, I still would be her. I would still Absolutely. play the thing. I would, if aliens hover over Los Angeles, I will be the first on top hey, of queen. the U.S. bank building. Yeah, exactly. We can only because do it, it'll right. either be sweet, sweet death, or you'll be one of the first people on the ship. Right, right. They'll revere you as a god. 
yeah. this Halloween, not only would it have been in a regular year, it's on a Saturday. It's also, mm -hmm. I think, a full moon. Yeah. And the third is daylight savings time. This so it's an much. hour longer. And I think it's we're like, also, Mercury is getting out of retrograde on uh, the third as well. I thought oh, it just perfect. got out of retrograde. It happens three times a year. That's yeah. too much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just things just happen. Maybe Mercury in retrograde has nothing to do with anything. Just a thought. I don't know. Yeah. It's something to ponder, I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, to, are you a big fan of like horror movies in general? Oh, God, yeah. Um, every year. So uh, my husband, Rob, and I, about eight years ago, I think, maybe seven years ago, um, we started this tradition of watching an entire franchise in the month of October. Oh, and nice. our first one, um, our first ever franchise was Friday the 13th. And nice. we watched every single one, including the remakes. There's uh, a lot of that one. And the crossovers. Um, and yeah, I, I think it was like 13 or something 12. like that. It's, it's, it's a lot. Every other so, day. And, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and uh, yeah, and then the next year we did all the Friday, uh, we did all the Nightmare. Sure. Um, right. Uh, all the Freddy movies. What are they called? Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. Yeah. Yeah. We did all those. And then we did all the Saws one year. Um, we did, last year we did all of the Chuckies. Those uh, are fun. Those get progressively yeah. gayer and crazier as they go. They do. They do. They get progressively gayer and they get progressively more uh, like, cable access almost like skinamax like yes. <laughs> one of the last ones it looks like it's filmed on a cell phone with a instagram filter and sure, uh, sure. it's just so homemade um and then the remake last year was just bonkers um yeah so we always do a franchise and it's funny we're kind of out of franchises so um matt i suggest final destination well okay so that's on the list we were thinking about that but like we also love like a monster you know a like one oh, you can do like all dracula or all frankenstein yeah, yeah. You could do, yeah. we did uh, we did <laughs> i'm gonna watch every dracula movie it's gonna take me seven years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did all the halloweens two years ago okay uh, yeah and it's funny because um i learned in that same year i've lived in la for 14 years and i learned two years ago that uh um Two of the houses, I mean, it was filmed here, and two of the houses, one is in Pasadena, and one is two blocks from my home. So. Oh, wow. did you go make a special trip? We did, we did. And it's funny, um, the uh, Michael Myers house, I believe, is in Pasadena, and the Lori Strode house is right by our house. So we went to, uh, or forget, not Lori Strode, the best friend's house. Can't think of oh, that. I don't know. Um, the movie theater from Nightmare on Elm Street for The Dream Child is also in South Pasadena. It's the Rialto. And now it's oh, a church, I didn't know which that. is really boring. The, <laughs> the, uh, the Red Door Elm Street house is around here somewhere, too. I just don't know where. I've never been to that one. I think it's Hollywood. I think it's in Hollywood. Yeah, a lot of I people just go Googled it yet, a few days locks. ago, as you do. I love that the owners <laughs> keep it exactly like movie ready. I went to, we went at the very beginning of quarantine when we were lo looking for things to do, we made a trek to the Golden Girls house, which is in That's right. Brentwood, I, th I forget where, yeah, west of the in, 405. Yeah. Um, I've only ever been, there's, it's so funny how many like famous TV houses are in this town, but I've only ever seen the Brady Bunch house a long time oh, yeah. ago in Studio City. Um, but it's funny, a, like a lot of places usually change the house or like, yes. at least change it from what was on screen. 
But right. I think it's, I just love that the Elm Street house is like 100% kept how it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if you're going to buy it, you might as well. Yeah, right. John, um, are there any like horror movie houses in New Jersey where you're from? <laughs> uh, I think, well, wasn't the original Amityville horror r- rumored to have happened in New Jersey somewhere? I don't remember. Was it Jersey or like Massachusetts or something? Was it Long Island? I don't know. I don't know. That, don't that franchise is also on our list for this year. We were thinking mm-hmm. about doing all the Amityvilles. Amityville 92, It's About Time is very fun. Is that's it? the one where there's a haunted clock. I brought it up before, but it's oh. very, it's on Shudder, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, check it out. Well, speaking of horror <laughs> franchises, ta- for the last month of over the last week of our uh, five cold screams, you bought in, brought in, excuse me, the Lost Boys. John, what's the deal with the Lost Boys? Mark, let me tell you the deal with the Lost Boys. I was directed by Joel Schumacher uh, with the screenplay by Jeffrey Bohm, based off a story by uh, Janice Fisher and James Jeremias. Uh, the title is in reference to the Lost Boys and Jay and Barry stories about Peter Pan and Neverland who, like vampires, never grow up. Uh, it tells the story of teenage brothers Michael and Sam who move with their mother to a small town in Northern California. The angst-ridden Michael soon falls for Star, a beach rat who turns out to be in the thrall of a leader of a local gang of vampires. Sam and his new comic book nerd friends must save Michael and Star from the undead. The cast includes Corey Haim, Jason Patrick, Kiefer Sutherland, Jamie Gertz, Corey Feldman, Diane Wiest, Edward Herman, Alex Winter, Jameson Newlander, Barnard Hughes, and of course, Tim Capello. Uh, it was released on July 31st, 1987, was a critical and commercial success, grossing over 32 million against a budget of eight and a half million. Uh, Lane Show, <laughs> Showalter wrote that the film brilliantly portrays vampirism as a metaphor for the kind of mythic male bonding that resists growing up commitment, especially marriage. And the film has spawned two sequels, <laughs> Lost Boys, The Tribe, and Lost Boys, The Thirst, and two comic book series. And that is the deal with The Lost Boys. So Todd, we asked you to bring in a horror movie. Why The Lost Boys? Because uh, it's the gayest one I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> it is and that's gay. having seen Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? Like, did you see it as a kid? Like, did you? Um, yeah, the first time, and it's one of those, you know, like when something happens to you when you're like three and that memory just burned into your brain, like tattooed on your brain and you can, all, you, like for the rest of your life, you'll think about it. Yes. Um, Kiefer Sutherland's face, the first time you see him as a vampire with like all the prosthetics and the contacts mm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have two older brothers. One is eight years older than me and one, the other one's four years older than me. So I was um, exposed to things at a lot younger age because of my older brothers. Right. And uh, yeah, so their faces, that, that fate, Kiefer Sutherland's face is like, has been burned into my memory <laughs> since <laughs> very young childhood. As something that is um, scary or something that is exciting? Oh, it was so scary. I didn't watch it again until college, at least in my 20s, because it was one of those that I just, my whole life, I was just like, oh, no, that's too scary. I don't like that. <laughs> you know? And I love scary movies. Like, I'm not afraid of things. But right. for some reason in my head, that one was like, oh, no, no, that one's way too bad. <laughs> like um, it's, it's, it's like Chainsaw Massacre. It's yeah, intense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Midsommar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then you watch it now and you're like, oh, it's fun. It's, no, it's now great. it's literally a, like a camp classic that I watch probably three times a fall. Like I'll Three watch times a fall? <laughs> yeah. You're falling too fall. much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always watch it in September and then I'll probably watch it a couple times in October. I can all. I think you could also make a case for it being like a fun summer movie too, just because like the yeah, beach setting, you know. Yeah, that's why I think why I like it. It's like a really good summer to fall transition movie because it's a transitional you know, film. They're uh, they're at the beach in 
Santa Cruz, but they call it, sure. I think, San, Santa Carla. Santa Carla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the most non-Spanish name, Carla. Um, <laughs> Santa Carla. And uh, yeah, and it's like, you can tell it feels like fall. Like the leaves are changing. I don't know if, sure. if there a is a- sweaters. Yeah, a lot of sweaters. The, the fashion, I mean, we can get into it. Yeah, we will. Oh, sure. uh, the fashion of that movie is iconic. I actually dream about the fashion of that movie. As you uh, should. Yeah. So, John, yeah. what's your uh, background with The Lost Boys? Uh, I also saw it in high school. It was, uh, you know, I, saw it, I never saw it in the theaters. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I loved it as, uh, as a kid. I think it's super fun and stylish. I hadn't seen it in a while. So it was fun to go back and watch it again and just like, I knew it was a gay movie, but I didn't. I didn't know how gay it was. I wonder if it's one of those things where you're like, "Yeah, yeah, it's gay," and then you see it and you're like, "Oh wait, it's gay." <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it sort of felt like to me. Uh, how yeah. about you, Mark? What is your history with Lost? Boys? I remember record. This was a big deal because I'm from San Jose, which is like 30 minutes from the boardwalk. So we would go to the boardwalk all the time, and we thought it was such a hoot that this movie took place. Like they made it seem like the murder capital of the world, but <laughs> like that opening montage when they're driving through is pretty accurate. Like there's just a bunch of big uh, mosaic of people. But I probably. It was one of the ones we recorded off HBO and had on the tape. And I just remember watching it over and over when I was like 13, which makes a lot of yeah. sense looking back. Sure does. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I probably, there's parts of like this that I've burned in my mind. One of the main things that was like the grandpa's treats in the fridge is these like peanut butter, like ice cream treats. Uh -huh. For whatever yeah. reason, that is something that I have never forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever found them and tried them? I think I did once before the movie, so I've never had them since. So <laughs> I hadn't seen it in 20 years and I loved it. I thought it like really held up. I think it's so smart and fun and campy and like charming. And the look of every, the clothes are yeah, fantastic. So the production yeah. design is everything's and every, this whole cast, it's the birth of the Corys. You know, what, yeah, what do you want true. out of a movie? It's a Corys. <laughs> and um, yeah, I love that, that they set up Corey Haim as like this fashion horse. That is great. never yeah. acknowledged. I mean, he, yeah. he, when he meets Corey Feldman, he's, you know, he talks about like his, you know, don't you wish you looked this good or whatever. <laughs> but, um, but it's never really addressed that he's like a fashion horse. And he, uh, at one point, wears a shirt that says born to shop, yeah. which is not like a, not worn ironically like no one ever says like, oh, look at a boy in that shirt. Well, you he know? is from like, Phoenix, you know. Yeah, he is from Phoenix. <laughs> So Todd, um, as you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest movie ever. So we have a very complex and Byzantine scoring system ooh. to which to judge this movie. So we're going to go through a ton of categories. This is going to take about an hour. Don't you oh, worry. I'm excited. <laughs> um, so we're each going to go through a bunch of categories. Now, at one point, you are going to add a category, which will then be added, added to, to the, the wheel. wheel. Oh, fun. See what so then that will be used then on the wheel that we use for every future movie to judge how gay it is okay. um but th let me go through this is our current top five horror movies so i want you to uh so listen so this is their percentage out of total possible points so our fifth gayest horror movie with a 53.32 percent is scream our fourth gayest horror movie 61.81 percent midsummer uh third 64.92 percent ginger snaps Two with a 70.84% Hellbound Hellraiser 2 and our current ranking gayest movie ever with a gayest horror movie ever with a 71.84% is Interview with the Vampire. Oh, wow. That's so a really good, that's a really good list. I have never heard of Ginger Snaps. 
But lesbian. It's, it's a Canadian lesbian werewolf. Uh, werewolf. Oh, oh, wow. The layers. It just keeps <laughs> building. Lot, yes. There's I think a lot there might be some it. direct uh, vi uh, home video sequels. So that maybe could yes. be one of your uh, October oh, yeah. franchise the watches. Best way to build a franchise. <laughs> uh, if you had a guess where you think The Lost Boys is going to end up, what would you guess, like percentage wise? I mean, I would say for the list, it's probably going to be like maybe fourth or fifth, but my personal list, it would probably be first or second. I think okay. you might be underselling yourself a little bit. <laughs> I think you're playing cautious, <laughs> keeping expectations low. I understand. Uh, all right, well, let's get into it. Our first group of cat, these are the canon categories, and we're going to each score each of these categories in a scale of zero to 100, then we take the average of all three of our scores. So the first okay. category is actual gay characters. So how would you rate the Lost Boys on actual gay characters on a scale of zero to 100? Uh, now, is, does this mean that the character is out of the closet or acknowledges their gayness? I mean, I think that I mean, would that, probably that, be That would help, you know? that would be 100, but since it's zero to 100, I have to say, Rewatching it this time, the thing that especially struck me, as I said earlier, but like, oh, I didn't realize how gay it was, was Corey Haim's fashion. Was like, yeah. he is like, he could have been a young Jim J. Bullock. Like, that's what he seemed like to me in this movie. Like, his fashion yeah. was so crazy. I loved his clothes. I thought they were amazing. They didn't yeah. seem particularly. Yeah, I do think the vampires are the best case for gay. Like, I feel like Star is just the bait. Exactly. <laughs> in, I, you know? I think that Kiefer Sutherland and. Um, Oh, what's his name from Bill and Ted? Uh, Alex Winter. Alex Winter. Yeah, Alec, Alex Winter and those boys, I think, are all homosexuals. You know, <laughs> right. um, and but you know, it's never said. It's never said, but I think that's the whole underlying home. The whole movie is about seducing Jason Patrick. Which what's not to yeah. like about that? Oh my God, he yeah. was just a vision. <laughs> um, yeah, and like when Alex Winter, like, you know, when he's the first one to die, like Kiefer Sutherland, real, that's when he really explodes in rage. <laughs> right, yeah. Yes. You know, because he killed um, his, his sister. His pass around bottom. bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if there's any actually gay, but there's like pretty kind of gay. You know what I mean? What's well, also yeah, that yeah. thing, too, where like if they made this movie 10 years later, there would have been like, yeah, that one's gay. Yeah, you know what I mean? For like sure. it was so in that moment where they could all but say it yeah there's right. a way in like this is an important movie in the fact of like pushing the envelope for like a male sexuality as just well, sort of and, being as queer know, as possible it's joel schumacher so of course exactly. thank you <laughs> so you don't even you don't even have to come out of the closet you you are just yeah, yeah. gay you know because you're never um, leaving the closet because it's so fabulous <laughs> yeah exactly so that is that was probably i would I would love to read like the source material of this movie to see if any of the fashion talk is mentioned in there or well, no, originally the the script was based on a script that was supposed to be more like Goonies and so they were supposed to be younger kids like, like oh. the Frog Brothers were apparently in the like the very early draft scripts like two eight year old Boy Scouts and Jamie oh. Gertz's character wasn't even a girl it was a boy so like it was meant to be like it was sort of like a, a, a vampire version of Goonies. Oh. But then Joel Schumacher said, let's make them sexy teens. Yeah, and exactly. like, a All franchise right. was born. <laughs> yeah. So what do you want to give this for actual gay care? I will say Corey Haim does have a sexy poster of Rob Lowe on his wall. Yeah. Yeah, right. And uh, when Diane Weist is your mother? Yeah. I mean, how could you not be? <laughs> yeah. He also, uh, who, who's the lady? He has a poster of a lady right next to him. Molly Ringwald. It's Molly Ringwald. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's a picture of her 
from like Pretty in Pink or, or Breakfast Club or something, like with a, a pen and writing in a notepad. Like it's not mm-hmm. sexual at all. But right. the Rob Lowe picture, he's just like full totally sp- sexy. Yeah, just so, up. Uh, at the very least, he's a bi icon. Uh, a bicon. A bicon. <laughs> um, so you said zero to one hundred. Zero to one hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just. I'm just gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a fifty right in the middle because fifty. No one is out of the closet. Sure. Yeah, I feel the same way, but I feel like there's so much going on. I'm gonna give it a seventy. Seventy. I mean, that is like a pretty. Yeah, I think I gotta go. You know, I'm gonna be a little perv and give it 69. Uh, Given <laughs> in an average of 63 in actual gay care, which is the highest we've had in the last 12 <laughs> movies. So eat shit, Alrighty. Midsommar. Yay. All right, our next category. How would you rate The Lost Boys on drag queen inspiration? I mean, you know, I, watching this movie, this one really hit for me because I think every character has like no. No one's person. No one character's personal style is ever repeated. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the vampires have a look. Yeah. Diane Weiss right. has a look. Max has a look. Sam has a look. You know, Michael's like the boy next door, the only one wearing blue jeans. So I think this you could identify all the characters. If you were to chop off all their heads, you could identify right. them by their clothes alone and their yeah. aesthetics alone. Say, especially Kiefer Sutherland and the boys. Like the the just the chains and the necklaces and the mullets and the yeah. I mean they are think, drag queens and they yeah. were all like pieced together from like different eras you know because they're yeah. vampires they've been around a while yeah even Laddie the little boy wearing the silver yeah. war jacket the drum major jacket <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he can't have been uh he had to be a recent kill because he was on a milk he garden. was yeah he uh, was recent he's that he was still I think uh, yeah. he was still a child yeah yeah maybe they found it in the hotel that fell off a cliff <laughs> that's right? right yeah yeah um this is what but I yeah, wore when uh, I was your uh, age. And and if you you know if you count Dragula as drag, which, which sure sure, sure. Why would who doesn't um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, then it's fully like yeah Lost Boys vampire drag. So I would give this an, a ninety. A ninety. Yeah. No, I haven't specifically seen any drag queens do specifically a Lost Boys look, but it's there. Like it's right there, the stars pe- like little white lacy bustier yes. thing. I do feel All like this it. was one of the first movies to be like, no vampires are straight up sexy. You know what I mean? And I feel like that yeah. sort of really there was took- the hunger before this. Okay, be another one. I haven't seen that one, but I feel like this was at least one of the more popular movies to be like, oh no no vampires <laughs> wow. are just shots scary. fired They're at like- the hunger. <laughs> but do we in the hunger? <laughs> Sorry, Tony see- Scott. Sorry, <laughs> you ever see fangs in the hunger? Uh, I don't know. I just know you see Susan Sarandon and David Bowie. Yeah, right. Which seems pretty um, clear and pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I'm going to go 93. 93, the year Jurassic Park came out. Um, You know, honestly, I'm going to go 100 for this. I think this okay. is because the aesthetics is so strong. Yeah, they are it's identifiable. You can, they are identifiable. And also Tim Capello, the shirtless saxophonist. Well, sure. Oh. There's My an icon. <laughs> and the thing I was thinking too, remember, I forget who won the last season of Drag Race? Uh, the one that just aired? Yeah, um, they did Flavor Flav. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, of All Stars, Shea Coulee. All Star. Oh, Shea Coulee. Yeah. Once you do like Flavor <coughs> Flav, like, yeah, that is, yeah, Flavor Flav is a drag queen. Insp- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, it doesn't yeah. have to be just like, an, like a woman in a nice dress. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. So that's my oh, treatise on drag. There you go. Wow. It's not just a woman in a nice dress anymore. <laughs> it's not just a woman in a nice dress anymore. <laughs> They're doing Flavor Flav, VH1 mm-hmm. stars. 
Um, our next category, how would you rate The Lost Boys on gay icons? Oh. Uh, I mean, Tim Capello. I mean, I know we just said him. He was the, the shirtless saxophone player. Like that, I feel like honestly, yeah. like, like papers have been written on like sexual awakenings. The, just like that happened during that little section. Like yeah. it's so iconic. It is so legendary. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, Joel Schumacher, he's not in it, but he directed it. And his fingerprints are all, all over it. A major gay icon. Diane uh, Weist. Diane Weist. People love Diane Weist. Mm-hmm. Is Jamie I'm, Gertz a gay icon? Uh, maybe on some sections Twister. of Long Island, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's not not a gay icon. Um, she won't get kicked out of a gay bar. Um, yeah, gay exactly. icon adjacent. Yeah. Um, Are the Corys gay icons in a way? I wouldn't um, call them gay icons. Yeah, not gay icons. No. Uh, icons for sure. For sure. But yeah, not gay. I mean, yeah. I do think the Joel Schumacher, Diane Weiss, Tim Capello of it all. Yeah. Also, vampires themselves are kind of gay. Icons. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, beach, a beach boardwalk is a gay icon. I don't know. A merry-go-round, I mean, a gay icon. <laughs> I think didn't Mary. True Blood, <laughs> didn't True Blood like d- define that? Isn't it canon in True Blood that all vampires are bisexual and don't really have like a sexual gender attraction? Preference? You would think so. Once you've been you think alive after, uh, over a hundred you know, years, you a couple know? millennia, yeah. you're just like, I'll put it wherever. Yeah, because I want to. I want to say that was like one of the big things was that they're all technically like kind of bisexual. I only ever mm-hmm. saw like the last fifteen minutes of most True Blood episodes, but it was always <laughs> like very because I'd be flipping or and it'd come across a True Blood and always something crazy would be happening. So I say, <laughs> well, I gotta see how this ends up. Yeah, but I never felt the impetus to like start an episode. Go back. Yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, I would I would give this one a hundred percent. A hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go ninety eight. 98, why not 100, John? What's Because there's it? just not like that, like, I just need, like if like if Bette Midler showed up or if like, you know, someone. Someone brassy. Someone sort of like walked through. Divine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Divine uh, was still alive when this movie came out, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because I think it was like 90 or 91 where she died. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's Joel Schumacher and Diane Weiss and, Be- yeah, I think 100 sounds right. Are we crazy for the Lost Boys? We might be. Given an average of 99.33, which is one point higher than Mermaids, and that has share. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's the, va- it's the vampires and Joel Schumacher that flip yes. it over the edge. I think it's really Tim Capello that puts it over the edge. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I can't say that enough how, like, yeah. how, like, life-altering that scene was for so many people. Yeah. See, for me, he never struck me as a gay icon, but more just an all-around general sex icon. But I feel like a lot of, I think there was a lot of guys, especially like at that moment, who upon seeing that scene were like, can't deny it any longer. If I have the feeling, if I'm feeling what I'm feeling, looking at this shirtless guy who's oiled up playing a saxophone, doing not a great job lip syncing, um, but still like, there's no <laughs> denying. There's no hey, way. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't tell myself that that Molly Ringwald poster is as important to me as the Rob Lowe one. Like it was just like, yeah. there's no, that after that, <laughs> I, I failed the Capello test. For literally like, I want to say 48 seconds of screen time. Like yeah. he is barely in the film. Yeah. And yet everyone talks about it. Exactly. And then he went on to tour with Tina Turner right after this. Mm-hmm. As what? A saxophonist. A saxophone He's a professional. Player. That's his job. That was real? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> He's talented. No way. I did not know that. 
Uh, all right, our next category, the male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? Oh my God, huge. I mean, it's I mean Jason Patrick doing bicep curls as soon as he gets home. Right. Yeah, right. There's also, I never noticed it before, but like the montage when Jason, when Michael drinks the blood and you see him as like the slow motion overhead shot, like montage of Jason Patrick just in slow motion, licking his lips and essentially <laughs> having an orgasmic moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, um, I mean, there's also the Rob Lowe poster. Mm -hmm. And also after that, like when, when Jason Patrick like floats back like down onto his bed in that weird montage and he's just got like, he's just splayed out, like just come, just just jerk off on my chest. He's got like <laughs> yeah. a tight ribs, like tank top. Like he's just like, give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then also we got Corey the Heyman scene. taking a bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> Also, in the sex scene, though, the camera is just about Michael. We just see his chest, his back. That's all we see. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could watch this and know, oh, a gay man directed this. You don't have to be told. It's all yep. there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there are no surprises here. <laughs> so what would we give this for the male gaze? I, I'm going to give it another 100%. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to go 100 on this one as well. I don't, I don't think there's very little they could do to make this hornier for men. I'm yeah. gonna give it a 90 just because I would have loved uh, an ass shot. Got to have somewhere to go. I mean, they are 16. Michael, <laughs> Although Jason Patrick was not. He was like going to Rydell High with Stalker Channing as Rizzo. Like, oh yeah, was, yeah, in real life he was old. But yeah. when Diane Weiss says we're gonna things are gonna change around here when you go back to school, I was like, he's in school. Is yeah, he like a, working like in a j office somewhere probably. Yeah. All right, giving this an average of 96.67. Uh, the Lost Boys doing very well. <laughs> All right, our next category, entrances with pizzazz. I was oh. right, entrances with pizzazz. Well, there one jump flies through a fireplace into yeah. the house. Yep. Uh, uh, Grandpa has a great one at the end. We hear his horn and then he drives through the living room. Right. Pretty pizzazzy. There, I don't know if this is another category, but there's also pizzazzy exits, like when uh, Corey kills that vampire in the tub and then it wrecks the plumbing of the house. <laughs> That's confusing. <laughs> well, well, as soon as you get vampire goo in your pipes, it's going to wreck havoc. Yeah, on but like the, the, the plumbing of the house literally explodes yes. with like burgundy goo. Uh, I, why I don't know. Like it is weird that like this. Even when the one Alex Winter gets like staked, like it's not really blood. It's like brown. Yeah, sewer it's like. Water. Yeah, why? It, why does it look like that? Is that was that like a nineteen eighties MPAA? But this is rated like, R, right? Is it? I think so. I think so. Probably just for violence because there's no new. Right. I don't even think they say the F word. I don't think so. It is rated R. Right. Wow. It is gory when the vampires they attack those guy the punks on the beach and they're like rip yeah. their bodies apart oh, yeah. them on the, the fire. The beach that's, Nazis. Yeah. That is that that is another thing that's like burning my brain. Sorry, I'm like moving a lot. My okay. I gotta charge my I gotta plug my laptop in. This battery sucks. Um I uh when Kiefer Sutherland bites that bald guy on the top of his head like oh, an yeah. apple. <laughs> like what a weird choice for a vampire to bite someone. <laughs> right. Um that vampire bat kite has a fun entrance. Oh yeah, that's a little scary. <laughs> Seeing their final vampire looks, like the one you mentioned that's seared into your brain, Todd. That's yep. a good entrance, I would say. Uh-huh. Seeing like... the vampires hanging upside down for the first time. Yep. Pretty pizzazzy. And then also the fact that we meet the vampires as they're menacing people on a merry-go-round. 
Yeah. That's some kind of pizzazz. Oh yeah, the, the, the camera techniques of the, you know, the camera is the flying vampire that we don't see, you know, we don't see hands or feet or legs or anything. No. We just know that the camera is the Their flying POV, vampire. Yeah. Like at the very beginning when they, when they come down hard on that security guard in his car. Um, yeah. So, so how yeah, do you want I mean, to, there's a lot of fun entrances in this. Nanook has a great say, entrance when he pushes the vampire into the bathtub. Yep. I was cheering for Nanook. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I would say, I would, you know, I would give this like a cautious 90. 90, you're being conservative. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it an 80 because I think there are a lot of good stuff, but there's not like that one big moment of like hacha. It doesn't you turn don't think the a, one does, flying through a, a, a fireplace? musical at any moment. You know, I just wanted a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it an 88. Give it an average of 86, which is one point higher than Hellbound Hellraiser 2. Okay. Okay, our next category. This one might be tough. Strident women. Str- you know what? I don't know what strident means. What is strident? Uh, really, it means like a, a sort of like kind of like overbearing, kind of irritating woman, but we tend to try to empower it and make it, we usually tend to make it mean someone who's more like a woman who like, it's gonna speak her mind, it's not gonna be a doormat. Like a misogynist would call her a bitch, but we love her. Oh, see, I think, I think Diane is, Diane has that in her, Mm -hmm. but she's also very flighty and kind of a ditzy mom. Um, Yeah. You know, like, it's pretty low on I almost, you almost got the impression like if both of her sons had turned into vampires, she'd have been like, okay, I'll do it too. Exactly. You know? Well, she's yeah. just pure love and support. I mean, exactly. she is like yeah. the most, this is also similar just because we just watched a few weeks ago, Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. that it is kind of like, oh, she does have like, she is kind of like, I think in a lot of like a gay boy's like dream Ideal version mom, of a mom. Right. She's just yeah. like, she's disciplined, but she also, she still loves you. Well, right. at the end, when, when, um, Who's the head vampire? What's his name? Edward Max. Herman. Yeah, when when he says like "be my bride" or whatever, she she accepts it. She's like, yeah. "Okay, save my sons" or whatever. Such like, a grandpa comes in. Yeah, he stops. Yeah, her. she's about to let let it happen uh, to it, protect her kids. So yeah, this movie doesn't have a lot of women, and I do think the ones that are there, the main ones, Diane Weiss and Jamie Gertz, are pretty low. But the the woman who was reading the comic book as her boyfriend was her trying yeah. to like have sex Love with her, her in the car. <laughs> She was probably yeah. pretty strident. We love she her. Seemed, yeah. She's elbowing yep. him. Yeah. Yep. She's like, get off. I have to read this sad sack comic from the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> I love that comics are such a big part of, of the movie, too. Right? It's right. eye candy. <laughs> yeah. So what do you want to give this for strident women? I'm going to, it's it's low. It's no gonna, one's even yeah. mentioned Jamie Gertz's star. Well, and, but she's, she's not strident. She doesn't do not. anything. She doesn't do anything. I mean, she is like an ultimate pushover. She's like the girl in the bait bus videos that gets the guy in the van and then yeah. <laughs> he puts a blindfold on and then she's over there like on her phone. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to give this one a, I, you know what, just because like, I think Diane has it in her. I'm going to give it a 10. A 10. Just yeah. a 10. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go 15. 15. Um, I'm going to give it 17 because she does discipline her children when she comes home <laughs> and like they've ruined her date. Uh, give her an average of 14. All right. I think you're going to make up some points here. Macabre. How macabre is the Lost Boys? Well, what do you consider macabre? Like what's macabre? 
death, dark, creepy, dark you know, weird. Okay. Bats. I think like Barnard Hughes as grandpa, like playing dead when they first arrive. That's pretty macabre. That's pretty macabre. That's good. All yes. the taxidermy. All the taxidermy. Yes. The like you're yeah. eating rice, you're eating maggots. That's pretty macabre. Yes. Yeah. Um, I wrote down using dried starfish as home decor feels pretty macabre to me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Then my mom is very macabre. Uh, Does she love a beach theme? In a bathroom. She loves a bathroom. <laughs> Just a bathroom. Yep. Every bathroom uh, my entire life, every remodel has been to make it beachy. <laughs> Does she have a jar of seashells? Always. We had a whole lamp. We had one of those lamps that you could fill. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. We have Was it? two of those. <laughs> You guys are doing very well in the Masterson house. Um, something about getting dirty sneakers on your pillow felt macabre. That was Michael, weird. That was weird. Fall, I was like, oh, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most upsetting part in the whole thing for me. Yeah. Because I don't Turn think Mike, off. <laughs> he's not going to do laundry. Um, oh, hell no. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, well, and the the hotel that fell off a cliff and in, during an yeah. earthquake, <laughs> and yeah. then that's where they live. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give this a 95. 95. Yeah, I'm gonna go 95 as well. It's pretty macabre. 95. It is macabre, but it's like macabre and like a you know spirit store Halloween decoration. Like you're never really that. Like it doesn't feel like it's obsessed with death or anything. Yeah, it's more about join the cool cult of like hot boys. I don't yeah. know. I thought like also like the Frog Brothers, their parents, which were like those two like comatose people that. in the comic book store. Like <laughs> that's pretty macabre. Sure. Yeah. Given an average of ninety five. Oh, I gave it a ninety five. Week ninety fives across oh. the board. Wow. Nice. Which is twenty points more macabre than terms of endearment. Wow. <laughs> okay. Right. I, I mean. And Deborah Winger okay. dies in that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Our next category: dramatic lighting. How would you rate the dramatic lighting? Oh. Huge. This whole movie Constant. is lighting. This whole movie, like especially like at the end when the the final battle scene, there's red, there's purple, there's green. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so that, many. All that like them driving around their motorcycles, where like you can't see them, but you see the lights coming through. Yeah, all you see is the lights. Like the the moon, off, like reflecting off the ocean. There's a lot of shots with that. Yeah. David said it like Kiefer Sutherland sitting in this spotlight in their lair. Like this white spotlight is on him. Well, and when he <laughs> when he drags him um, into the sun and he burns his uh, there you go. face or burns his hand, his hand. Mm-hmm. The the light is the sunlight is so bright and white. And then when he has he has that tear when my when Kiefer Sutherland has that single tear, like yeah. I really did feel for him for a bit. Like his boyfriend just left. Yeah, <laughs> he well, said you know, he had that. I, he went, that was a an accident. It was because the the uh, the lens was so like hard. The contacts. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this oh, movie was shot by Michael Chapman, who was the DP. He also did Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, and Six Days, Seven Nights. So there's a reason. You there's know, a resume. Mm-hmm. There's a resume. He told a story you. with like. <laughs> I would say, and I think that so far seems to be a real hallmark of Joel Schumacher films, because this and Batman Forever, which we covered, well, John say hates the, for some reason. No, the <laughs> carnival, like just the boardwalk carnival, like That's all true, the neon yeah. and the flashing lights. Right. So what do you want to give this for dramatic lighting? I think it's near, damn near constant. Yeah, I'm going to say 100%. 100. I'm going to say 94. 94. What's keeping it from 100, John? There's some like very appropriate, but like daytime scenes. You know what I mean? Like it, it rests a little bit, which I think it yeah. should. But still, 94. <laughs> it's pretty high. Uh, I'm going to give it, I think I'm going to give it a hundred. This is what we're talking about when dramatic lining for me. It yeah. looks like a music video the whole time. Given an average of 98. 
All right, our next category, vibrato. So in addition to literal vibrato, we also with this category mean like anytime they take a moment, give you extra and sort of zhuzh it up. So they give you more than it is maybe necessary, but you like it. Hmm. Well, the one vampire dies with the stereo exploding behind him for no reason. Yes, right. I thought that death was by that's stereo. Very, yeah. Death by stereo. That's a very touchy stereo system. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought just the constant refrain of though that that thou shalt not fall. That's yeah. very vibrato. Cry, little sister. That's well, the one. it's the that weird like synth violin. Mm-hmm. Well, that always happens. <laughs> um, I mean back to the vampire that dies in the bathroom when he explodes the plumbing of the house. Right. There you go. You know, he didn't just die in the tub of garlic holy water. No. He yeah. Exploded the, the home. Um, Grandpa's like a the, very weird grandpa. Like he got yeah. his TV guy, but he yeah. doesn't have a TV. And he's, he's got quirks for days. Yeah. Which is very like Kristen Wiig sketch. Yeah. Um, right. Here's the TV guy. And, oh, I can't wait to get a TV. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's his a lot taxidermy. of shots. His taxidermy. There's a lot of there's shots of them like so flying much. over the clouds. And there's yes, one point too where never, the uh, never ending story. Yes. Shot. <laughs> where uh, one of the frog brothers puts out a candle with his fingers. Like he just like yes. pinches it. He was like, okay, tough. tough guy. All right. We see what you're oh, about. Oh, uh, Corey Feldman per- like making it a choice to deepen his voice and talk in this weird ultra like Rambo deep impression. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. But like when, it, like when a teen is deepening his voice uh, maybe around girls or some you know mm-hmm, like right. he's literally talking like this the whole movie and i guess joel schumacher told him to watch rambo and like chuck norris movies before like wow. and he said that's your character yeah i'm very susceptible <laughs> to sounds and it very it, it was almost brown noise to me like his voice <laughs> i could feel the strain in it because i know how hard it is to deepen your voice and for him is to brown that. noise good or bad what is brown noise brown noise it, well technically from, bad noise it's from south park south park and it's the thing it's like oh. a noise that when you hear it it causes you to shit your pants yeah. oh because i've heard of white noise and i know there's like pink noise now i use it just to mean like just like a almost like a gut-wrenching pain noise just a noise you hear that just could actually feel pain yeah Yeah, 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 you feel pain from hearing that noise and uh yeah Corey feldman's deep voice was that for me like uh, cameron diaz singing little girls in the annie remake that's a lot of brown noise refuse to watch that film (laughs) you gotta watch that scene why do you even call it a film (laughs) (laughs) just watch that scene for me too too many strikes on that one (laughs) (laughs) so what do we want to rate the lost boys for vibrato um Let's give it a 75. 75. I think it's pretty high for me because I also feel like Joel Schumacher as a director overall, I think his, I mean, his, I think his strength is mood and atmosphere. Like, I don't think he's necessarily like, like all the actors I think in this are good, but no one's giving a performance. You're like, wow, where did that come from? And like, and I think this part of what is, makes this movie so successful is just like, it's just so about mood. It's so about atmosphere. And that's so what he's good at. So it's like all this extra zhuzhiness of it, even though like the actual plot of it, the actual story isn't that unique or refreshing, but it still is such a fun hang. So I'm going to give it a 92. Wow. 92. And I don't appreciate the Joel Schumacher slander. I think the story slander. is real tight and moves fun. I think it's a fun reinvent. It moves feels like a fun, fun line. It moves. It's fun. I don't know. It just feels like a all around crowd pleaser to me. I agree. But I, and I, and I don't think like it tries something and fails, but I just think it's sort of like it, it's power and it's allure is in the atmosphere of it. And, you sure. know, Joel Schumacher was a, he was a window dresser. Like he's a fashion designer. Like that, that's the, where he comes from. And it actually yeah. shows in this movie. But I also think he knows exactly the movies he's trying to make. I don't you know disagree I mean? with you. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, um, he did, he's a chunky turquoise jewelry icon. Absolutely. <laughs> he lived with Halston. Um, there you go. I'm going to give it an 88, giving it an average of 85, which is pretty good. All right, our next category, footwork. How would you rate the footwork in The Lost Boys? They is are hanging upside down by right? hanging on with their feet. Yeah, which I love that their feet transform too. To they're claws. so gross, those feet. Yeah, like, they're yeah. not winning any like hot boys over with those feet. I love that they went like <laughs> yeah, the, Quentin like, Tarantino designer. is not taking them home. <laughs> yeah. no. I love that the costume designer, whoever designed them, was like, no, let's do a boot that goes over their actual foot instead of trying to fake it with like a <laughs> right. dummy claw. They literally put a rubber boot over their actual foot. It's like you could have just faked that. <laughs> right. Um, but are you talking about like actual like you know, you know stage corrections like movement? That would be that, the, yeah. yeah the, the hundred would be like uh, stomp. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this this category came from the movie Chicago, so you know. Um, I mean, there's not a lot of choreography in it. The no. the, mo the motorcycle the, work, yeah. the motorcycle sure. work going down those stairs couldn't have been easy. No, Nanook does push uh, the one vampire with his front paws. That's paw yes. work. Into the, some paw work. Is a paw on a foot? When Diane narrowly escapes the other dog running, running from a dog. Runs, she didn't ran. do that in Hannah and her sisters. You didn't see that. No. Although she might have been running from Woody Allen at some point. We can only hope. <laughs> I don't um, know if she was his type. She was a little no. old. Yeah. What would you give this for footwork? I'm, I'm just going to go 50 right in the 50. middle. I mean, it's not, it's not crazy, but it's not bad. Right. Yeah. One thing I, I mean, this isn't footwork, but you know, those, they have a bunch of those like POV scenes where like, are you're meant to believe that you are the, the, the vampires flying through the air. And there's one where they're leaving the cave where they're at and they just played a footage in reverse. And you could tell if you look yes. at, the, at the waves. The waves go backwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for that, but then I did like the feet hanging upside down. So I will Are also you dinging it for the reverse waves? Yes. I think that was a little lazy. <laughs> Lazy, let's see you operate a helicopter on the beach. Well, give me a budget of uh, eight and a half million dollars and sure. Uh, uh, that all went all into Corey Haynes' oversized shirts. Yeah. I think all what of that literally came from Joel Schumacher's uh, closet. He I was like, so. you are me. Here's what I would wear if I was. I loved his robe, that like color block robe he had. Oh, we can get was... it. The, 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 the striped like... Um, what is it? What is that material? I can't even think of it. the trench coat that he wears like the first night, just walking around with the oh, yeah, yeah. linen, that yes, striped oh, yeah, linen yeah. trench coat with the collar popped and the sleeves zhuzhed. To me, he kind of looked like now like a Silver Lake, like Normcore kind of person. You know yeah, what I mean? Right? Like he looked like a hipster. Like mm. a hipster's hipsters look into Corey Haim and the Lost Boys. There's your new inspiration. Yeah. John, what are you giving him for footwork, did you say? Uh 50. 50. Um, I'm going to go 35. It's just pretty much that one hanging upside down scene for me. Given an, an average of 45 tied with Hellbound Hellraiser 2. All right. Oh. All right. Next category, animal print. Um, I didn't say that, some. but we do have the taxidermy. Yeah. And then also some... in uh, Barnard Hughes' car over the seats, he had like an animal, like animal skins, which aren't prints, but they're animals. There is literal animal print in Max's dining room when he's having dinner. You can see it in a chair behind Diane Weiss. There's like a, a yeah. leopard print. Okay. And there's also a, a snake skin on one of the vampire's jackets. All right. Um, it's funny about that dining room. My whole life, like even now when I think about it, somehow it got burned into my brain. I thought there was a nagel in that dining room. Well, it has big nagel energy. 
Yeah, but then there's not. And I'm like, no. wait, I'm sorry. I, what I are you like, talking about? What is a nagel? A nagel? Yeah. Uh, you remember Have you the, seen the cover of Duran Duran's Rio ever? Their album uh, Rio. Sure. That, that's a nagel. It's it's like a almost like a color blocked print of like a man or a woman with like a very specific hairstyle. Always kind of looked like a young Demi Moore. They yeah. were all okay. in gay bars and hair like hair salons. Very and, severe. Yeah. Okay. It's, You've seen you, a nagel, John. You've yeah, when you look it up, you're going to be like, holy called. shit. Oh, that's what it's called. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In 1987, it was the height of sophistication. It okay. was. <laughs> it was. I think, are they in like... Um... So is it like a hairstyle? No. No, it's, it's art. an artist. It's a, it's a oh, poster. Oh, oh, okay. God, poster. I thought it was like a thing. I'm sorry. Okay. It's a thing. A nagel. I think there, you know what I, I mean? think there's some in... Uh, What's the what's the old Wolf of Wall Street movie? Uh, Wall Street. Wolf of is Wall it just Street? called Wall Street? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to say in Charlie Sheen's like pit Manhattan. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a hotbed of Nagel. Yeah. John, you never walked into oh, a Prince I, now class I in see the mall. I just, oh, I just googled it. I get what you're saying. Okay, sure. Grandpa's away. Oh, awake. a Nagel. Oh, sure. This is animal print? Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that always reminded me of like the ladies in like the Robert Palmer videos. Yep. Oh, yeah that uh, just simply irresistible girls yeah a lot of neck no hair to cover the neck a lot of mostly neck. neck yeah um so what do you want to give this for animal print i mean i gotta say like 10 10 there's like there's like nothing i'm gonna give it 25 for the taxidermy 25 for the time ta- uh i'm gonna give it a 19 not too much but there's some given an average of 18 which is more than terms of endearment which had zero <laughs> All right, Todd, on this, this is the last one in the canon categories. Don't worry, there are three more categories, to groups <laughs> okay, of categories. <laughs> on a scale of zero to 100, how likely are you to recommend The Lost Boys to a gay person? 100. <laughs> like, yeah. 100. I mean, it's, it is seriously my favorite fall movie. I, <laughs> and I pleasure delay myself watching it over the summer because I know how much I love watching it. So my birthday is August 26th. It's at the end of, so I feel like the holidays officially start on my birthday and then it's Labor Day and then it's Halloween and then it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Christmas. And I, you know, so I love the holidays which start with my birthday. So I, and fall is my favorite season of the year. (laughs) So I make myself wait until after my birthday. Generally Labor Day weekend is when I will watch it for the first time. So you're edging all summer. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Lost Boy Edging. Lost Boy Edging. I'm sure that's a category. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have to go 100 as well. I think it's so great. Even if it's like, even if it's not this someone's kind of movie, it's like, it's so iconic. It's got so much fun stuff and great atmosphere in it that it's like, even if I don't think you will love this movie, I'll be like, it's a great reference to have. And it's, it's definitely worth seeing. So yeah, it's a hundred for me. It's one of those movies that like when someone says they haven't seen it, I freak out. But when a gay <laughs> says they haven't seen it, I like doubly freak out. Right. You're like, um, go home now. And, yeah. <laughs> and like when, when gay babies ask what they should watch, it's always like Paris is burning, Lost Boys. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's in there. Maybe it's in, in the canon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I would much rather, well, would I watch this over maybe they're different, I would say. Yes, they're different. Um, I wouldn't choose one. I would definitely watch this over Funny Girl any day. Okay. Um, but I think this is, I do think this is, I'm also going to give it a hundred because I do think it is just a pure delight um, from beginning to, and I also think if you don't like horror movies, this isn't that scary. Like this is about as yeah. scary as an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I mean, they yeah. literally I mean, add glitter to the blood. So yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, which I had never <laughs> noticed until this watch through this weekend that they're covered in like glitter slime after. I, why did I never notice that before? That's so weird. Um, HD, we got HD is what happened. I was HD. gonna say, yeah, we have we have like the HDest of HD TVs now. And okay, so, uh, so there's so much <laughs> there's so much more to discover. Yeah, and it's so funny because I always make fun of my husband. Uh, I don't generally see high def like. He, we always get like a new TV every two years because wow. he's like, it's the latest technology. And I'm like, mm. it all looks the same. But mm. now I guess we're seeing things I've never seen before. So. You got the motion yeah. smoothing turned off, I hope. Oh, God, yes. Thank yeah. you. All right. Now <laughs> Rob that's will take- turn that, like if Rob had the ability, he would turn that off on displays at Best Buy. Like he hates it so much. Like whenever he wow. sees it, he's like, can I please turn that off? He's the hero we need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We're now into the wheel category. So these are all categories that previous guests have brought in that we put on a wheel here that I on my phone that we're going to spin. Oh, and whatever, uh, we're going to spin it four times. Whatever category randomly pops up, that's what we are going to judge this movie on. Okay. And then after these four, you are going to add a category. Okay. Rye Smiles. Rye Smiles. I mean, there's a little bit of like when they're sort of like doing their like maggots, you're eating maggots. Like, there's a whole lot of like. Yeah. Wasn't well, the whole like Keeper's entire career is Rice Miles? Pretty I would much. say so. Yes. I mean, he's not quite in like, uh, what's his name? Jack, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson territory, but he's up yeah. there, especially young. I mean, at the end when Max is finally revealed as the head vampire, he has that creepy Joker like smile once his vampire face pops on. Once he vamps mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, Corey Haim has like side smiles when he's like constantly side smiling through the whole film, like at his brother. Like there's this weird flirtation that he has with his brother. Like at one point, like puts his face on his neck. It's like, what are you doing? Um, I mean, if your brother was Jason Patrick, come on, you'd be like, consider Uh, incest. Exactly. No, (laughs) instantly. Um, but yeah, I would say, I mean, Diane has a lot of her, her signature little flat lip Mm -hmm. smiles. Um, and her giggles. Uh, so yeah, I I would say I would give this a ninety. There's a lot of like little. I th- yeah, I think anytime you're doing a movie that's inherently about like seduction, there's going to be yeah. some right smiles. Right. You can't seduce someone with a toothy grin. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> mystery. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go eighty. Eighty, a little more conservative. A little bit. Uh, I'm going to go 82. I think it's mostly all because Kiefer Sutherland, who I think is generally very good in this movie. He's like, I agree. He, when you're up against Jason Patrick and, uh, you know, Kiefer does have a dark yeah. charisma. You know what I mean? You can't not look at Kiefer Sutherland when he's on the screen. Yeah. All right. Wheel category number two. Rice Miles. I don't remember what movie that's from. John probably knows. That is from Labyrinth with Ben Schrader. There you go. Uh, but here we go. <laughs> Over the top production design. Well, this is uh, what this, <laughs> this is category from is Forever. from Batman Forever. <laughs> yeah, Joel. And Joel blessed this category himself. He did. He did. Um, we should just call this the honorary. <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent. Absolutely. This, yeah. Is this is what we mean? Yeah. yeah. This is definitely. It's one of those things we're like thinking about now, like, oh, it would have been great as a kid to have like a Lost Boys playset, like you could get for like Star Wars or other things. Like there yeah. could be those, the, the scenes, the, all the locations, like 
are like sort of like allow for that. Like, don't you yeah. want to live in grandpa's house? Like to me, like that house yes. in, I wouldn't have fun. all the taxidermy because I think taxidermy is <laughs> a bummer, but I would love just mountainy rustic house that looks a like an arts and crafts. Classic, yeah, I was going to say, it's a, amazing. A classic arts and crafts or a classic California craftsman on a cliff. Overlooking I'm a sucker for like papers. sliding wooden doors that come yes. together. Oh yeah. That's all I want in a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? I don't uh, think so. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's done by Bo Welch, who also did uh, Edward Scissorhands, I think. Oh, there you go. He did. I know he did Men in Black. And he directed the Cat in the Hat movie. I don't Oof. know why I know this. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. John, so what are you giving movie, it? I'm giving it 100 as well. Yeah, I think it's, it's right there. This is what we mean. I'm giving it 100 as well. That is from Batman Forever, a category I came up with. Thank you very much. Show me some respect. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Does it hold up? Does it hold up? Yes. There's not, there isn't anything like cringy going, you know what I mean? There's there's not like, oh, they made a racist joke or, you know. There's no slurs. Homophobic slur. Yeah. Um, I watched Bill and Ted Adventure and they they just like, both the first two have, uh, they say faggot or fag in both of them. Yeah. Really takes you out of it. Yeah, there's nothing, there's not, there's not even any, like, nod to someone about to say fag or anything, so, uh, you know, for being a movie about teenage boys, the fact that they never right. go there. Right. Um, yeah, I think it holds up, and it, I think it holds up for women's rights. I would say the only thing is there's not a single person of color in the whole film. Right. Um, there's that. It doesn't yeah. come also, anywhere near passing the best, the Bechdel test. No, <laughs> not at all. Do they? No, no, no. Star and uh, the mom never Diane meet Weiss. ever, nope. do they? No, they never have a moment to talk about like did, the, you know, did the Diane Weiss have anything. a name? She had to had a name. Uh, she I wrote it down. She does have a name, absolutely. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Yeah, <laughs> it's Lucy because it's a nod Lucy. to the movie to Dracula. Lucy is the oh, female okay. protagonist. Yeah, female. yeah. Um, but I do think like, all the effects are great, and I think it also moves like gangbusters. Like it's not, it's yeah. never boring. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing like slow about it. There's nothing like you would need to, that doesn't make sense. If you were making it again today, you would be like, but we're not doing that. There's very little about it. Nothing. They would just add a ton of useless CGI and it would uh, look ugly. Exactly. No, but I just mean like, you know, like if you remake, uh, I don't know, like Breakfast at Tiffany's, you'd be like, except uh, that one part. (laughs) Except so much of that. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of the Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would give this a hundred. I think the whole movie holds up. And if you did a remake, you could include every single thing from it. Right. I think. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I'm going to give it a 97 just because I feel like if you were to make it today, you'd push things a little bit farther. And also, in like, terms not of... being, just like, I don't know, I think you would actually make a definitive choice about Corey Haim being gay or not, or maybe some of the other vampires. Yeah. And also, yeah, I think, like, having more uh, ethnic diversity in there, too, would be nice. And maybe yeah. some stronger, more active female roles. So yeah. only three points for lack well, of because, ethnic because, diversity. Because it's not, because I don't think they do <laughs> something wrong. Worth. Okay. No, yeah. no, it's because it's not like they did something wrong. It's just that, like, oh, they didn't go as, you know what I mean? It's not, oh. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to make it fun of me. Of course, that's what I'm here for. Hello. We've done 70 episodes of this. Uh, I'm also going to give it 100. I mean, this is one I rented it and then ordered the Blu-ray right away. It was like, I'm going to be watching this every year. Yeah. This is my Halloween staple now. Give an average of 99. Uh, All right. We'll category number four. 
doesn't hold up is straight from our second episode. What about Bob? Okay, here we go. Tan. How tan, tan is this movie? Oh, does that mean like skin color? Yeah, it's. I mean, Zero. the Corys are pretty tan. Besides the like, Jameson is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and the you also Dermid hides the yeah. opening montage or everybody at the beach. You know, when they're arriving in the city, there's a lot of tan people there. It is set at the beach. Oh, yeah, I will say there is one. Yeah, there is one scene at when they're driving into town of like four older Mexican men leaning against a wall that look like they're on like break from you know like a lunch break from a construction job. Like I think they're working. Gotcha. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, so there's that. Um, but for a vampire movie, I would say it is pretty tan. For a vampire movie, <laughs> I know Kiefer Sutherland is as pale as it gets for sure. But yeah. Jason Patrick's Jamie Gertz looks pretty tan to me, and also yeah. hello Tim Capello. That's true. That's tans. true. Is that a, they're more iconic tan? I name very it. Few. You have three You're seconds. Right. Okay, um, uh, Tonto. <laughs> that is probably. I'm digging you three points for racial <laughs> insensitivity. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're bringing up the uh, the Tim Capello argument. It's pretty it's pretty hard to fight that. <laughs> also, he is in it for ninety seconds, if, but still generously. Yeah, it makes yeah. It, it's we've never it's an impact. Yeah, yeah, you never forget it. <laughs> yeah, he is he is aggressive at night tan as well. He's nighttime a night tan. True. Um, so I for Tim, I'll give it a five. A five out of a hundred? Yeah, because oh. he, he's literally just tanned. You know, like he has he's a also tan. greased. Yeah. Thank you. It's hard uh, to be greased and hold a saxophone. That, that seems like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty pale because it's a vampire movie, but we do have Tim Capello, so I'll give it a 50. 50, wow, John. Um, well, that makes it sort of even. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a 25 for 10. Give it an average of 26.67. All right. All right, Todd, the time has come for you to add a category that will be added to the wheel and one day might be added, become a canon or a bonus category. So do you have something in mind? Um, I mean, can it be adult? Of I, course. The only thing I can think of, and maybe, I don't know if anyone's done this before, but hmm. does it give you a boner? Are there any, <laughs> bo what's the boner, what's the boner rating? Like uh, anything for the spank bank? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> spank bank material. Exactly. What, okay. what, I'm making any deposits into the spank bank. Spank bank and deposits. For that, I would say a hundred. Anything in particular? <laughs> I mean, just like just the all the. I barely know you, and I've asked these. Just, I mean. Jason Patrick, just all of him, his hair. I, you know, and I don't even like long hair on men, really. Mm -hmm, but right. like his hair, his eyes, his jaw, his voice, his just general shape, his energy, the way he, yeah. the way he cares about his little brother. Yeah, um, yeah, just all of it, and then um, that like weird raw sexuality of Kiefer Sutherland, and mm -hmm. and um, and some of those other vampires are pretty hot. The nameless ones, there's like. Sure. They all look like yeah. models. The, I for, I thought who were the the blonde twin pop brothers, twins. Uh, oh, Nelson. Nelson. I thought that, like for a long time, because I was too young for 
Nelson, I think. When was Nelson? No like, one's too young for Nelson. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think it was like 89 or something. I was going to say, I, so I was born in 80. So I think I, I think I was a little too young to appreciate them as, you know, pop. Oh, I, you weren't too young to appreciate them. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like um, I didn't uh, exactly know who they were. Also, I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere in oh. Missouri. So I didn't really have a lot of access to like what people actually looked like from the radio. <laughs> sure. Uh, but I think sense. I saw maybe a picture of them once and then saw that movie and I was like, oh, that's them. Uh, I felt the other two boys that barely talk <laughs> were Nelson. Were Nelson. I yeah. wish I'd been. They could have been. World. Yeah, yeah. could have been Nelson. Yeah. You sure you don't want to change your category to could have been Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> could have been Nelson. <laughs> Uh, John, what do you want to give for a spank bank deposit? I mean, yeah, you got to go 100. There's just so many options here. Yeah, you got to go 100. This is a pretty horny movie. Give her an average of 100. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we are into the bonus categories. So these are categories that it's just a bonus. It's just going to be a percentage from zero to 10. So if, a, if, a, if, a, if it doesn't score high in this category, it doesn't penalize it. These are all just bonus points it could get. Gotcha. Okay. All right, so our first, we're going to score at zero to 10. Our first one is makeover montage. How would you rate it in makeover montage? Um, I mean, I don't necessarily think there's a makeover, there are some, but there are montages. There are a lot of fun, like there's the montage where he's essentially becoming a vampire when yes, he drinks the yeah. blood and then has sex. With, is that the same scene where he has sex with Jamie Gertz? No, that was a different one, I think. Later. There's there them the, like making over the house, getting it ready for battle. That's true. Yeah. And also the, the opening uh, where they're driving into town. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, just literally the opening credits is a montage of driving through Santa Cruz or Santa Carla. Um, <laughs> well, they call yeah, it you. Santa Carla because the neighboring county is Santa Clara. Oh. San Jose, I'm from Santa Clara County. Thank you very much. Oh, you're, uh, congratulations. Please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I would, uh, I would say, what, 80%? So eight? Eight? Are we doing eight? Are we doing You're, eight? Yeah, out zero of 10? to ten. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Eight. Eight. I'd say there's not like a classic, but uh, there are some fun montages where they are like getting ready for battle and stuff. So I'll give it a four. A four. Wow. I'm also going to give it an eight. Because I forgot about the one getting the house ready, John. I think that's the, what we're talking about. Makeover. Oh yeah, the somewhere. gigantic bag of garlic. When they make yeah. the, the when they make the and... they get the holy water. Um, yeah, because I said I said to Rob, I was like, I never noticed how big that bag of garlic is. And I've worked in restaurants and done <laughs> catering and never seen a bag of garlic that big. But then he was like, they're right next to uh, they're Gilroy. Like, that's from Gilroy. Yeah, so sure. I was like, oh, that tracks. Mm -hmm. You drive through Gilroy, you're going to smell garlic. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give an eight because I don't think there's every one, but there's a totality of the three. Yeah, gotcha. I think. All right, our next. Uh, bonus category: Cheerworthy cameos. I mean, Tim Capello. I was gonna say, keep going Tim back. Tim Capello. <laughs> I'll go back if, to that well again and again and again. I, he's only in that one thing, so he's definitely a cameo. Yeah, sure. I missed the uh, the Hollywood Forever screening of it. I think it was last year, um, or maybe two years ago. But I can imagine at that screening, as soon as he came on, everyone oh, cheered. Lost and if they mind. did a if they did a Rocky Horror style viewing where they added things, he would definitely oh, be definitely. part of that script. There's also the woman in the opening montage kissing a rat. Yes. <laughs> Letting a rat eat out of her mouth. Yeah, I think that's what that's even more disturbing. Yeah. And then also, not only do we have a comic book shop, which for me is like catnip for cheerworthy cameos, all the <laughs> covers, we have a video store. 
Yeah, That's which true. I stopped tracking all the kiss of the spider woman. Hello, that was uh-huh. there. Oh, and the actress. There's an actress who played the cashier in the video in the uh, video store, who's uh, she's like credited in the opening credits, but like they just cut her part to just that one scene where she's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But like her, she is oh. still in the opening credits. Who is it? It what is. A, uh, she had a real downward spiral on that the screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the premiere. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Kelly you know, Jo Minter, she, who is uh, also from a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Oh. So what would you give this for a cheerworthy cameos, Tom? There's a few like little, there's a ton of little ones, I would say. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I would say four. A four. I'm going 10. 10. <laughs> Tim Capello. I, I mean, like, it is iconic. It is just that one thing. It is totally a cameo. Seriously. You can't argue it's not. It is iconic. People did cheered in many ways, not with just not just with their hands applauding. Uh, so yeah, for me, it's a ten. Uh, you know what? I'm also going to give it a ten. Wow, give it a, an average of eight. That doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> okay, our next category: pool trouble. I would rate the pool trouble like swimming pools. Generally, sure. Generally, yeah. But we also have like Haim in the bathtub and the other guy who. Uh, I was gonna say there's a lot of bathtub work. There's some bathtub and work. the ocean. <laughs> yes, that's the true. ocean. The ocean. I mean, the biggest pool we have. Yeah, I mean, for cameos, the ocean was a pretty big cameo. <laughs> um, one scene though. Yeah, but there's no there's no pools specifically. Uh, Not really. I think for the bath bathtub work though, I'm gonna give it a five. A five. I'm gonna give it a four for the bathtub work. Four. Um, I'm going to give it a three. A bathtub to me, not enough of a pool. Give it an average of four. Give it an, uh, all right, our next category, witches. How witchy is The Lost Boys? Uh, vampires are witch adjacent. Like there's something absolutely. that's overlapping. Yeah. Well, and like Star, you. I honestly thought Star was a kind of a witchy kind of, some kind of like daywalker priestess kind of <laughs> sure. girl they sure. needed to help them with until you find out that she is also a vampire um but yeah like witchy specifically there's not really but it's not not witchy i would say yeah i agree um because there is the you know the bottle of blood that turns him like that's not a traditional vampire turning um so there's clearly like a spell or something about it you know also Mm -hmm. the blood looked like um cloudy cranberry juice um whatever was in that bottle like it it almost looked like red alizé you know like it was right it was like a foggy red um so i'm i would give it an 8 an 8 uh i'll give it a 4 4 uh i'm going to give it a 7 i do think vampires are witch adjacent yeah you could call a vampire a witch why not well, also sure. you know like he uh he glamored him with the chinese food thank you That's true some respect so there, for glamour. So there is, uh, <laughs> there are spells. Involved. Absolutely. All right, our next category: gay actors playing gay roles. Sadly, no. I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, we have. I think technically we have to say zero. I say zero as well. Luckily, it's the bonus round, so it's not gonna. It's affect just bonus. It it's, it's fine. Just it's bonus. fine. Yeah. All right, next category: themes of mothers. Oh well, yeah, huge. Yeah. We got dying weeds, uh, and that's the whole scheme at the end. Yeah, that's the entire like, scheme. Is, I told you, yeah. boys need a mother. Yep, 
So I would go 10 on this one. I would go opposite of the last one. (laughs) I would go 10 because she is, and motherhood is like one of the main stories of the movie. Right. I do. And it doesn't kind of break your heart anymore when she asks him, when she's waiting for him on the porch, she says, aren't we friends anymore? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. At at that moment, I was like, this movie does not deserve Diane Wiest. Yeah. What are you talking about? This is (laughs) (laughs) This denigration of trash. I don't, I don't appreciate it. (laughs) Well, and like, I, I, after watching the movie, I don't think that star is Laddie's mom. No, I I also don't think she's his sister. I, we don't really know how they got Laddie, but um, she has a motherly quality. I mean, she is she, like a mother to him, definitely. To him, yeah. And if you're this gang of like gay vampires, who's the one saying, hey, you know what we need? A shitty little kid. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't dog. understand. It, yeah. Yeah, was what that is he going to like, bring to the table? Soften their crew? Like, was it? Because, especially because. Well, what if they were like attacking know? some like beach Nazis? Sure. And then there was a yeah. young boy, and they're like, well, we can't kill him, but what if we make him one of us? Maybe? Which Star probably talked them into. Right. That would, yeah. Leave it to Star. That's, that's maybe in the comic book. She's bringing yeah. home strays. <laughs> mm-hmm. John, what are you going to give it for themes of mothers? Uh, I think there's a lot of mother, but it's not like a huge, huge theme of the movie, so I'm going to give it a six. A six. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven because I do think Diane Weiss is one of the highlights of this movie. Sure. At least for me, that's my personal opinion. Don't come at me. Um, all right. Our next all those anti, the yeah, all those Diane Weiss uh, anti-stands will be coming at you. I don't know why they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for uh, Chapo Trap House. I don't know how they feel about Diane Weiss. All right, our next category, dramatic smoking. Uh... There is the stereo kill. Stereo kill. Also, uh, Kiefer Sutherland's skin, uh, skin smokes when it hits That's the sunlight. Oh, yeah. And he cries. And he cries. That's mm-hmm. dramatic. That's a yeah. sure sign of drama. The <laughs> fire's crying. Fireplace. No, there's drama. The fireplace entrance. Um, yes, true. <laughs> but no, there's like no smoking cigarettes, cigarettes or, or pipes or anything. Like Grandpa. Oh, that Grandpa does grow weed. He's growing weed. He never true. smokes it. We don't Never see it, yeah. it. Well, it's implied that he's always not, he's always feeling the effects, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Santa Cruz for you. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a, a five. But you know, oh, because there's thing, a lot of, uh, yeah. like the, the fog when they fall off the bridge. <laughs> sure. That's true, yeah. Smoking, roiling fog. Yeah. I was just going to say, so I went to, we went to the beach boardwalk to last summer, 2019. And I'm happy to say it looks exactly the same. It hasn't <laughs> changed at all, but yeah, it's a blast. God. I think I can't, I seriously, it's my top, one of my top destinations for once this is over. I going feel that two of our best friends left LA two years ago um, to move to Santa Cruz for a job and we haven't gone up to visit them yet. I've never been to Santa Cruz and I want You should, go. it's a blast. It's so great. Yeah. It it's like a amazing. better Venice. It's like less gross Venice. Yeah. Uh, still a little rough around the edge. It's got a little bit of an edge. John, what are you going to give it for dramatic smoking? Uh, I'll give it a five as well. A five. Uh, five sounds good to me. All for that stereo, essentially. Uh, Given an average of five. All right, next one. I think it might do very well here. Quips, how quippy is the Lost Boys? Uh, I mean, for Corey Haim and Corey Feldman's banter alone, it's very quippy. And I did think like Corey Haim is like really good in this. Am I crazy? He's, no, he's, he's really, really good. good. He's really funny. There's, you know, no pun intended. There's a, a hamminess about him. He's Corey sure. Haim is hammy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's good. It's really good. 
Joel Schumacher once told Minnie Driver because she said an actress, she overheard an actress complaining about Minnie Driver's performance and something that she was being over the top. And then I guess Joel Schumacher just rolled his eyes and said, honey, no one ever paid for under the top. Ooh. <laughs> now there's a quip. Uh, now there's a quip. <laughs> <laughs> We'll give Joe Mocker, Schumacher some points for that quip, even though it had nothing to do with this movie, but sure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it uh, an eight. An eight. Yeah. Uh, I'll go. Because I, like the final line of the movie, Grandpa's final yes. line. That's the thing I've hated about Santa Clara is all the damn vampires. <laughs> right? It ends with a quip. And I love that it's just like blackout after that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, literally. The movie the just light ends. of the, dun, dun, the refrigerator dun, dun. door yeah. closing and them in there. It's such a great ending. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll go seven. Seven. Not as quippy as mermaids. Mm. Okay. I don't have those scores <laughs> right in front of me, so I can't tell you. Well, you gave mermaids a nine in quips. I'm sure it was quippier. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight as well. Okay, we're now we're in the home stretch, Todd. Don't you worry. Thank you for sticking with us. <laughs> yeah. This is the iconic categories. So these are three big categories. They're sort of umbrella categories. We're back to zero to 100 for these categories. Okay. So the first one is homoeroticism. How would you rate the Lost Boys <laughs> in homoeroticism? 100. I mean, just that motorcycle chase. There's like, when yeah. they're shooting them back to back, it is almost like they're mounting each other. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I gotta go. It's also like, cause like there's even, there's definitely times you're like, are these two brothers? Like, like that seems like they're yeah. like very sort of like flirting with each other. They're because just, there's no yeah. like out and out two people who are gay. I'm gonna give it a 97. But it is like homoeroticism. You know what I mean? It's I like agree. The hint, it's the tease. Sure. Yeah. Um. There's also like at the end, like Jason Patrick defeats uh, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland by becoming the top finally. Like he asserts <laughs> his dominance uh, yeah. finally, and then Kiefer is the one who is penetrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Impaling um, him on horns. I mean, yeah, thank you. A little on the nose. Yeah, exactly. My blood is in your veins. You're one of us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think the whole thing has a very homosexual energy. Oh, it's also like Joel Schumacher. Yeah. 100%, but you gave it 97. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm going to give it 100. I think this is homoerotic. Yeah. What we mean. All, right. All right. Next category Camp Factor. How would you rate it oh. in Camp Factor? I'm another 100%. It's so campy. Just the fashion alone. I think it's, I think it's 100% camp. Um, because I feel like, again, I was a child, but I feel like in the 80s, no one actually dressed like that all the time. You're, you know, I know. like I, especially, especially the vampires. No one wore that much leather, but also with like necklaces glued everywhere and mm -hmm. shoulder pads and mullets. And, you know, like I feel like there was just too much drag to it for it to be day wear um so <laughs> i think it's it's yeah totally campy and it's vampires you know it's it's a horror shtick right horror shtick is always campy john yeah i think uh uh it's pretty damn campy uh but because yeah so i'll give it a i'm gonna give it a 99 99 mm -hmm. this is up there with female trouble yeah <laughs> 
Uh, I have a quick list uh, this is, uh, of the campy things I noticed. Uh, okay, here we go. A fight on a merry-go-round, having the name Carla airbrushed on a pink t-shirt, beachside comic book stores, storing Christmas ornaments in the garage, a hippie chick named Star, thinking Jim Morrison is some kind of genius, whoever decided to stop putting missing kids on milk cartons, turning an empty bottle of Bailey's into a candle holder, making love to cry little sister, Diane Weiss having to outrun a rabbit dog. It feels very correct that the Michael and Star love story should be the least interesting part convertibles whimsical weather vanes and wind chimes a poster for the wendy o williams star vehicle reform school girls and this was diane weiss film after winning the best supporting actress oscar for hannah and her sisters a real punchy final line highly stylized productions designs and costumes glitter in the blood and it's the origin film of the Corys. Um, that said, this isn't the campiest thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to give it a 90. I think it is pretty campy, though. It's pretty great. Give it an average of 96.33, which is the highest we've had in the last uh, nine movies. All right. Last one in the iconic categories. Over-the-top wardrobe. Again. I mean, yeah. 100%. Like, 100 for me, just because I literally dream about Corey Haynes' clothes in this movie. Like, I Do you want, want to I wear want... them? Is yes, I want, I want I want that linen trench coat. I don't know. I don't know. I want that trench coat so bad. I want that born to shop shirt. I liked the I one color block the, the button up the button up camping themed shirt. That was really my yeah. aesthetic. Yes. <laughs> But I think even like Edward Herman was like, he would look like yes. he was like, you know, like his outfits were too insane. Yeah. They're great. I also love Jason Patrick's clothes, just his like mm. all American black leather jacket that he bought on the boardwalk from like a black leather jacket booth. There are not. Happened, yeah. You know what? You know what they didn't show the taffy store. That's what they didn't show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, do do they really like? I've never been, you know, part of a peer community. I guess I've gone to Santa Monica Pier, but uh, like, is having a rack of leather jackets for sale on the boardwalk <laughs> is that a thing? Not that I'm aware of. Seems like a Long Island <laughs> thing, maybe. Uh, yeah, but I've never New been. Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go, New Jersey Pier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's also like the Frog Brothers, like they stick to their military look the whole time. Yeah. Yep. Pretty great. Yeah. John, what are you going to give it for over the top wardrobe? I will give it a, because no one's like in drag, I'll give it a 94. 94. Um, yeah, I guess like, because I gave Edward Scissorhands 100 and that has Edward Scissorhands. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give this a 98. Give an average right. of ninety-seven point thirty-three, which is a, a, a wow, almost eighty points more than the Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> in the same category. <laughs> All right, finally we're into the crown jewels. So these categories we all agree on. There's no like different score. It's either yes or no. These categories it gets it or it doesn't. Great. All right, the first one, fifteen percent bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does The Lost Boys have a positive portrayal of homosexuality? Well, it doesn't specifically have a negative portrayal of it. It doesn't have a negative. Well, it's and not, yeah. It definitely has like a fun portrayal. Like, like imagine if you could have had like, remember that one summer where we were all vampires on the beach? You would look back on that summer with so much yeah. like love and wistfulness. But yeah. they also I like aren't like on the nose homosexual. About. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm going to say yes, because no one has ever called a fag and it's about boys being together all the time. Um, but there is no gay I sex. I guess like the it. lack of slurs to me doesn't make it a positive. It's like neutral to me. This one's more neutral. 
But yeah. though it is directed by Joel Schumacher, which in a way is its own positive portrayal because <laughs> this great gay man made this amazing fun movie that the That's whole true. family can enjoy. Yeah. And it's um, a pretty gay while movie. While still at that. being a very gay movie. Yeah. He I think wasn't it's pretending closer to, be else. to yes than it is to no. What do you think, John? Like I'm gonna for me, it's actually like closer to no, just because they're not actually like those characters are gay at any point. That's the thing. No one's out of the closet right. gay. Like I don't think you can have like no gay actors playing gay, or you can't have a lack of actual gay characters and then actually. But I then... feel I, it's weird. This category is almost moot because there are no gay characters. Right. So I know. I feel like if you hear the name of the category and then you hear the word no, that means it's bad. It's, it's just like oh, also this is also a bonus. It's another bonus one, so it's not like it's going to get true, penalized. True, true, true. In penalized. I don't know. What do you think, Mark? I think no, and I love this yeah. movie. I love Joel mm-hmm. Schumacher, as we know. Yes. Uh, I think we should do a retrospective soon. <laughs> Can't it's wait. St. Elmo's Fire. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, we'll see what you think of Phantom, Phantam of the, the Opera. Opera. Oh, you want to skip that one? Interesting. I've seen it. It's boring. <laughs> that music. It's and I blame the music. The music is dull. It's dull not just the dull. music. Okay. I saw that show on Broadway. Uh, with like a, one of the famous um, phantoms who I do not remember who, but I fell asleep hard. Billy I fell Zane. Asleep hard. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then I, when I saw the movie, I also fell asleep. I, yeah, I exactly. do not have the attention span for that. No. Sure. I feel like Joel Schumacher is best like mid-level. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Let him plus Flatliners, another one. That's sure, a fun yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but I think no for positive portrayal. It's not anti, it's not homophobic by any means. Right. It's very gay, but uh, will you be deeply disappointed by that thought? Are you okay with that? Yeah, it's, it's okay. Okay, good. <laughs> I would just like to publicly distance myself from this comment, though. Fair enough. Fair, fair, fair. Fair enough. So, we, can right. dis- we can distort your voice when we do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, negative 50% if this is the movie Boat Trip. This is not the movie Boat Trip, so I don't it will think not it be is. penalized 50% of its is. points. Oh, no. good, good, good. All right, All right that is it. We have reached the end, Todd. So now, how do you think you did, now that we've been through all the categories? Um, I feel pretty happy with uh, everything we went through today. Still think you're going to come in fourth? Oh, just uh, the horror movies, he said. Right. Honestly, I think, well, I don't know, because we had a couple zeros, but those were bonus questions. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to say... That we did better than Ginger Snaps. Okay, because John, I'd if you, uh, John, I would love, movie, so. John, how do you think it did? My guess is that it might have beaten Interview with the Vampire. I think it's like right. one or two of the horror movies. Okay, well, you're both way off. Out of a total possible two thousand two hundred two, uh, sorry, out of a total possible two thousand seven hundred twenty-three point eighty-two points, the Lost Boys has scored two thousand three hundred twenty point forty-nine points, giving it a percentage of eighty-five point nineteen, <laughs> making it the second gayest movie of all time. Not as gay as Female Trouble, but gayer than Clue. Wow! Wow! So you blew all the other movies out Look of the water. At that. Except for female trouble. Wow. Congratulations. That's exciting. That's major. Thank Todd. you. I'm what a very, rush. I, I was <laughs> honestly surprised to even make the board, let alone second. No. And honestly, that feels right. To it does feel right. Boys. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we did it correct. We were all fair. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Uh, although I did want to do Interview with the Vampire. That was like when I think about gay movies, gay yeah. horror. But I also don't really consider Interview as a horror movie. It's more like a drama, oh, costume yeah. drama. Yeah. Um, well, Lost Boys is certainly more fun and more like camp. Than, like, yeah. Interview with the Vampire is like one of the first things like, 
and vampires are tortured in sad romantics. I'm like, that's yeah. not yeah. fun. Boring there's emo. enough. There's enough uh, exploding vampires in this. No yeah, one really true. explodes in anything vampire, no. you know. Just Kirsten, uh, Kirsten Dunst has Dunst's like a, a temper tantrum. She, has, that's about <laughs> yeah. it. she just smokes like the end of a cigarette. Like she's just an ash <laughs> that gets blown away. Um, well, yeah. Todd, you did it. You crushed it. Yay, congratulations. Aww. Thank you so much for I really for needed this W today, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Uh, we've reached the Is there anything you would like to plug, promote, or show for at this time? Please just follow Gay Fat Friend on TikTok or on Instagram if you have those social media apps on your phone. Um, I would say it's an essential follow. Yeah, so I, yeah please. I have nothing else. So, <laughs> please. That's enough. I say that's enough. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, just stay tuned to those. You know, stay tuned to those handles. You never know what might come next. Oh, exciting! Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here. A pure delight and a great movie. Oh, thank and you so much for having me. We'll be right back. We're back. Second place, John. Second place. That's so exciting. I mean, it makes sense. Of course. Yeah. Um, I wish if you had scored Batman Forever like this, it'd be a different story. Well, I Batman Forever did not deserve to be scored like Lost Boys yes, it did. did. It's no, it did not. No, <laughs> it's not as good. But it's, it is uh, not as good. Thank you. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, that. Yeah, I did get a. I do get a rush when there's like big shakeups like that. It's fun. It is. It, fun. I, I can't imagine. Uh, you know, uh, female trouble is going to get uh, dethroned at any point. It'd have to it be like happen. pink flamingos. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's the It'd only be, thing. Uh, Waters would have to outdo himself. But yeah, like a new second place. I did just right. order a movie. This is apropos of nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. I did just order a movie called, um, just based on the trailer, I pre-ordered the Blu-ray. And it's from 1970. It's made in Florida. Very low budget. It's called Sometimes Aunt Martha Does Dreadful Things. <gasps> Ooh. Have you heard of this? I have not. <laughs> it's a very low budget, rarely seen movie about uh, two men on the run from the lawn. One of them dresses up as Aunt Martha when they're perfect. on the run and is also very codependent. They sleep in the same bed together. Uh, okay. It's amazing. And there's like a bonus. Uh, one of the bonus features is uh, a drag, a 45 minute documentary of this like drag show in 1970, Tennessee. <gasps> oh my God. I want to see that. Doesn't that sound fun? How fun is it? How nice would it be to live in a time where you could write a movie where it was just like, and to throw off the cops, he dresses as his Aunt Martha. Like, and that's all you needed. People were like, I'll pay for that script. I know. I wish we could have regressive <laughs> ideas about genders. <laughs> well, you know, Nuns I on the run. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got a question from Instagram. Okay, let's hear it. It's from Ben Beck. Okay. He and his wife said, hey, Queens. Hey. I don't think that's your used word. Um, <laughs> You're fine, Ben. <laughs> uh, my wife and I would love to hear your thoughts on Tremors. What do you say? Kevin Bacon and tight dungarees? Have you seen uh, Tremors, John? You have I any idea what we're talking about? I know the movie. I know like the video box. Uh, the video image. box. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen it. But uh, You've never seen Tremors? I don't think so. It's a hoot. Okay. All Reba right. McIntyre. I told him I thought it's pretty gay. It's got Reba McIntyre as like a gun-toting like a survivalist. Oh That's pretty gay. Her and Michael Gross, the dad from Family Ties, are uh, the survivalists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a small Arizona town where there's these giant sandworms underneath the uh, ground. Okay. Sandworms, pretty phallic. Pretty phallic. 
Um, so I love it. I mean, it sounds like it has all the Fred ingredients. Ward. Okay. Now I got your attention. Do you know who Fred Ward is? That it's not Burt Ward, who is Robin. Oh wow. Um, who's Fred Ward? No, the name is familiar. Remo Williams. The adventure begins. Does that mean anything to you? No, it does not. You just said a whole lot of gibberish. That's the name of the movie. Uh, Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. You never saw that movie? That's another no. 80s. <laughs> it's terrible, but I used to love it. Okay. Joel Gray plays a very offensive Asian now him character. I know. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. Now <laughs> we know really why you bad. love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're the one only digging three points for racial I don't insensitivity. Think so. No, I said, that's not that's what exactly happened. What that happened. Is, that is exactly what happened. happened. Check right. the tapes. Check the tapes. <laughs> um, well, it so sounds much, like man. it could be gay. Sounds like it could be pretty gay. Uh, it's gay uh, adjacent. All right, <laughs> let's say you should watch Tremors though. That'd be a fun Halloween one. It's a fun. It's okay. more action adventure than horror. Okay, cool. I'll put it on the mix. So, what do we think of this? Uh, since we're actually at the end of Five Cold Screams, so we got some pretty strong contenders. Like, how many of the movies? Like, one of the entries is now number two. One of the entries is number two. Um, the next second of the new ones was Hellbound Hellraiser. Two, what number is that? Which has 70 point, that is now the 16th gayest movie. Okay. That's pretty decent. That's time. good. Yeah. Top 20. Uh, and then we got, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, Midsommar with the 58.84 is 31st. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brood, 51.83 with a mm-hmm. 38%. Uh, the Shining, sit forty nine point eighty six. The forty first gay. This all seems right to me. Yeah. Um. And then what was the other one? What else did we do? Was that it? That was five. Yeah. Someone screaming. That was five. Okay. Uh. Yeah. But I'm very excited for Lost Boys. I think it's always exciting when the top five, uh, gets, right, gets a new shook up. Fresh blood, as it were. Ironic. <laughs> John, your real words. <laughs> Wordplay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was exciting. It is exciting. Um, yeah, so uh, if you guys have any questions for us or anything you want to email us or let us know or t- share in our excitement, you can email us at 20queens, that's T-W-O oldqueens at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2oldqueens, T-W-O oldqueens. You can follow me on Letterboxd where I maintain the rankings of all the movies and the categories and guests that uh, were submitted that movie. Uh, yeah, if you want to buy some merch, we've got a store, Tee Public. You can go to Tee Public and search for Tool Queens. Also, link is in our show notes. And we also have a Patreon. If you want more of this, uh, you can go over to Patreon, Tool Queens, the retirement plan, we call it. And uh, right now, we are finishing up a uh, an eight-episode uh, examination of the Nightmare on Elm Street films to figure out what is the gayest Nightmare go. on Elm Street movie. Or as you're probably saying to yourself, what is the second gayest Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Well, thanks. We don't know what the movie is for next week. But, but we do, I thought. Do we? Isn't it Death Becomes Her? Oh, it's Death Becomes Her. Sorry, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Do you want to do that again or just keep it as it is? I don't know. But you've (laughs) seen, which is another movie I have not seen, but you have seen. Which is crazy to me that you've never seen Death Becomes Her. Movies and people find that out about me. They're like, you're a gay person. I'm very likely to recommend this movie to you. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing that. Although it is directed by a straight man. Well, what can you do? So I think that will be reflected in the scoring if I had to predict. Okay, well. Um, but no one does unintentional camp better than straight guys. That's true. <laughs> um, great, but that's it for us. Well, thank right. you so much for listening. Stay safe. Yeah, see you next Happy time. Happy Halloween. Yeah, that's right. Goodbye. <laughs> now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.